Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix, as well as the comic uh, books by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Lock and Key Season 3, Episode 8, Farewell, the final episode yeah. of Lock and Key on, on Netflix. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't mean Come we're on. done. We're, it doesn't mean we're done. We're going to keep no. talking. No, we can keep talking about stuff. Well, I, I mean, I was going to save this for the end, but uh, obviously we know that Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez are going to be working on further comics. Yeah, they're going to do World War Key somewhere down the road. So certainly when that comes back, we'll come back as a podcast there. So plenty, they say plenty more about- to come. Like them doing another shift working, or did they give up on being on ambulance drivers? You know what I mean? No, they became yeah. actual real life paramedics. So they're not oh, okay, acting yeah. as paramedics. They're actually out there saving lives, Pete. They're out oh, there saving mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, yeah. But we are talking about the final episode of the TV series here after multiple failed attempted movies, two pilots that never went anywhere at Fox and Hulu. We've right. got three. Complete seasons of Lock and Key in the can brought the story home here. Now, uh, I, I let me I, just say on that, Alex, it was crazy when we launched our podcast at that failed Fox pilot, did our <laughs> podcast about the failed Hulu show. Yeah. And really, we've been riding along this journey for so long. And uh, to launch a failed podcast is hard in this day and age. Yeah, you almost it's almost impossible to do that. Yeah. Exactly. You can't fail in this business. As long I mean, as you here, like here's so the thing, on. though, and then we will get to the content of the episode. I, first of all, I'm not even going to bother with the recap if you haven't watched by this point. Uh, who cares? You know, go wow, watch it. Alex is feeling it. He's sad. <laughs> if he's not doing a recap, but, that's no, his no, favorite Like We legitimately have been with Lock and Key as the comic book since the beginning on our live show. We've interviewed Joe and Gabriel multiple times. We've talked to yeah, uh, members of the cast and crew and other things. Uh, so we They've trolled have... us. They've pranked us yeah. over mm-hmm. the years. They certainly um, uh, raked me over the coals uh, by... Uh, including Alex, you in the comic and then Pete and then telling me they, that's it. <laughs> they were like, that's it or later, including me in the fun. Uh, so candy. I definitely, I felt that a little bit in terms of being heavily invested in it and seeing this part of the journey complete in this episode, even if we had nothing to do with the actual TV show, but also just on the level of like, 
getting them to see them complete this vision of the TV show at the end to me was really satisfying. Like just as an external feeling there, there's been a lot of talk and I, I saw, you know, going back a couple of weeks, some negative reviews of this season and reading through them, it felt like people were really holding on to this vision of the comic book and what the comic book was. And what I felt here in this last episode, and I'm curious to hear if you guys feel the same, is very clearly they were ending the TV show. They were not trying to do an adaptation of the comic book. We've talked about this a lot of times on the podcast, and I think more power to them. They completed this story on their own terms, and in my mind, it was very, very satisfying. It was, I mean, I agree completely. Um, I One of the big moments I thought when they were throwing all the keys in the portal and they threw the Alex recap key in there, yeah. forever ending your ability to do recaps, that was really heartbreaking. I don't heartbreaking. remember that. Oh. <laughs> See? You're too old, uh, man. Uh, too old. Uh, Magic doesn't but, work anymore for you. But I do agree with you that um, I just this was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. It shows. You look horrible. Yeah. Where are you guys not to uh, wish me happy you, birthday? This is you at 19? Man, Did I'm, your voice just crack? You, <laughs> yeah. If you listen back what? to the previous podcast, I'm like, welcome to Lock and Key. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just what a bright young talent you are. If we could stop. Uh, this was, uh, you know, you worry about a show ending, you know, because of things can get canceled and, you know, you don't know, maybe you're writing the last season, but this ending was phenomenal. It really solidified how great of a show it was and how, yeah, it's it made its own choices, which we think is great because the comic can be the comic and it can, we can love it and, and cherish it for what it is. But this was, uh, you know, them doing something a little different with the same material, which I think was so cool and refreshing. And we got a ton of nods to the comics. So no, um, love nods. Yeah. I, uh, I was really impressed with how they uh, landed this last episode and what they did with it. It was emotional, man. I got choked uh, up a couple of times. Yeah, me too, for sure. And I think one difference is that comics are sort of built to go on forever. They're meant to be just something that you can constantly keep revisiting. TV's not like that. And I think this show really knew that and wanted to tell a complete story that has a strong ending. I, I disagree a little bit because I know Alex goes back and just watches the scene where Gideon sticks his head out the window. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you can rewatch something over and over. You know, That's actually the only scene I've watched where is there more to the show? <laughs> no, it's sort of a shaggy to human dog uh, show um, and chowder uh, enthusiast oh, man. program. You didn't um, get enough chowder, that's for sure. But I do think... Th- Unlike the comic, this show was about um, sort of a full family unit. And the, that's why I feel like while uh, while the sort of action end of defeating Gideon came pretty early in the episode, the real climax of the season in the series was when they met up with Rendell. And like oh, I was man. legit crying oh, there. Geez. That was Come on. so good. We and all that saw was, it coming and I still got choked up. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about how that would make sense as the sort of like apex or the final moment of the series. And and then they did it. And it was still even though we knew it was coming, it was still like super emotional. It was beautiful to watch. Um, I, I thought it was great. Well, and I really appreciate that impulse a lot. You know, we've talked about how they've been pacing out this season and the fact that, like you're saying, Justin, the first half of this episode was nonstop action. Like, I think it's the closest you're going to get to lock and key doing fast and the furious with like car chases and bike yeah. chases and 
Gideon smashing through a wall like The Rock. Amazing. I was going to say the Kool-Aid guy, but all right. All right. Yeah, or Kool-Aid, either way. Same guy. Future casting. Dream casting. Dream Kool-Aid man casting. The Rock. Let's do it. I I have a question for you about The Rock. Do you think The Rock is the shell on the outside or is he the juice inside? Like, which is is he? Um, Definitely the shell on the outside. What? Yeah. Classic disagreement. I'm just worried the rock's going to eventually encounter paper. If you pour through <laughs> enemy, oh, 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 it's only weakness. But what I was saying was that the first half of the episode is this nonstop action movie that's going on. They do dispose of Gideon, like you said, about halfway through the episode, and then they really give it enough time to go through multiple emotional climaxes. Like, we'll get into them more, but like you're saying, that scene with Rendell killed me in exactly the right way. But even smaller moments like Ellie getting to go back and be coach of the track team, I found myself getting choked up at that, too. I mean, come on. When Scott comes back at the splattering screening, same thing, I was like, waterworks the entire time. Oh, man. Dude, he killed it, man. Yeah, really great. I mean, also, I just feel like this show took the time. Like, we got a scene where Nina and Duncan, he's like, she's like, you'll always have a room here. I was like, what a uh, what a victory lap that they're really touching every character. I'm glad. Be, no, I'm it's, glad. that's what I'm saying. It's nice, and it just shows how much the creators and the, the creative team on this show loves the show, loves the characters. They wanted mm-hmm. to tie everything up and give us one little whisper at the end. Um, I think it, the care here. You wanted was that palpable. whisper. You we're all listening for it. We are all like, come on. I'll talk to you time. later about what I thought was going to happen. Uh, but yeah, we at least they gave us that one little whisper to sort of you know that, that well, little tweak at the end. The, is nice. the, the final lap was. I was hoping you know, like it, when we were running through the kind of boardwalk area there, I was really hoping someone was going to stop and have some chowder or something, or it'd be no, like a marathon and have people have cups yeah, of chowder on the yeah, side. Yeah, so yeah. When someone goes running by, yeah, you need that extra. Yeah. <laughs> For those boost, of you who aren't who aren't runners, boost. Uh, in the Boston <laughs> Marathon, they you got to be careful. They hand you chowder, and it's hot, hot, very hot, so you have to blow on it before you – mile 26, uh, Sorry, right for the quick, last point, too. Are we talking two. New England or Manhattan clam chowder? In Boston? In Boston? <laughs> Boston? <laughs> Why are you asking? Why are you asking? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And that for those of you that, that don't live in Manhattan, uh, Manhattan clam chowder comes out of the faucet when you turn it hot. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out when you're showering. That's why uh, everyone in New York I, is pissed. I usually They're trek covered over, in clams. I usually uh, trek over to the Gowanus and just get it fresh from in there. Just take a cocktail oh, uh, of the Gowanus. Take yes. a nice big sip. Oh, and the, there's a uh, chowder canal in the middle of Brooklyn called the Gowanus. And I will say, <laughs> that's sort of true. The Gowanus is sort of a chowder canal. Uh, it's very don't niche ever joke, eat but anything correct. out <laughs> of the Gowanus. Don't listen was, to this podcast this is, this is, that, a, this is another weird sidebar. I once saw, I was out for a run, saw a dolphin that got lost in the up the Guanas Canal. People were trying to lift it out of the Guanas. They were that concerned with a dolphin being in water that they were like, we got to get this dolphin into air, which kills <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> That's how polluted the Guanas Canal is. It's chowder. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, why don't we jump back to the beginning because we do uh, pick up on the big cliffhanger of the last episode where we thought Gordy died. Surprise! He actually comes back briefly, then dies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, man. Fall. But I will say, we got a little speech. We got mm-hmm. a little Prospero speech uh, yeah. for What's Gordy. What's that? Egg. 
Was that from The Tempest? Well, yes, that? it was. Okay. Um, it was uh, The Tempest about mortality um, in a lot of ways. Um, and that was one of Prospero's, uh, probably his most famous speech, the character's uh, most famous speech in the show. Uh, so the fact that it was given to Gordy again, like bringing our side character to the forefront. Gordy gets a shout out at the end, his name on a building. I mean, um, he well, kills it in that uh, delivery of that uh, that soliloquy yeah. was really. I know yeah. it goes well, it for kills you. Him. It kills it him. It kills him. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, Acting takes a little bit of your energy every time you do it. So. Yes, as we well know, you have a limited supply of energy in your life. We're all powered by like a battery in a way, and I mean, essentially mostly yeah. chowder. Chowder battery. chowder battery running low. Time to restock. <laughs> like I have a drawer. Guys, ready this for is it. the last episode. We got to get all the bits in. By the yeah. we don't have to. We don't have to. <laughs> and honestly, let me let me be uh, honest. We've co- we've covered chowder. We've covered chowder in general. <laughs> yeah, like we don't uh, need to go back to that beautiful, beautiful drawer. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that bidding and getting was really beautiful and a heartbreaking. Watching Gordy come back and you're like, oh, he's alive, and then he dies anyway. So sad. But then leading to that scene of. Gideon coming out of the curtain and just getting shot multiple well, times. Well, he was jumping through walls. He was warming up oh, for my his God. kind of Kool Aid. Uh, uh, well, we've talked about him on this podcast as like a battering ram, and that's literally what he was in this yeah. episode. Like you're saying, Pete, running through walls, jumping through bullets, everything. It, it was wild. And uh, on that tip, like the fact that Gordy got to die a hero, like really trying to stop Gideon, trying to get the lock kids a way out. And then trying to stop Gideon, I thought was a nice uh, hero's farewell for him, and sort of the same for Sam. Um, yeah, like we his get, kind he, of yeah. In the- he dies inside um, Gordy's brain. Strange uh, fate for him, given everything that in his life. He seemed all right with it. And sort of the bounce back moment on that is um, at the end of the splattering. Uh, Kinsey thanks Sam Lesser and mm-hmm. someone some. Fucked up audience member is like, oh, hey, yeah. come on, dude. Come uh, I on, saw dude. you thanked. I saw you thanked the if guy that you, killed your dad. Yeah, if you saw that, you might ask at a Q and A, like, hey, what's the deal? If I saw maybe a fun to, horror movie, I'm not going to call would, out the I mean, creators. The, the two dad. other questions that we got to see at the Q and A, one of the the three other questions were, are you ever going to do? Oh, actually, sorry, two were, are you ever going to do Splattering three? And look, here's Scott. So the the third question that was asked was like a hard hitting question about her her dad's murderer. Yes. A little surprising. Gotcha. (laughs) Journalist right there. Well, I'd like Uh, before we get too forward, I want to kind of bring it back. The curtain like being the heartbeat like Owen Mm -hmm. was a cool choice. That was really nice. And then we kind of got uh, flashbacks of Sam and then he got to transform back into himself. He had to be upset about losing that sweet leather jacket. But he had a smile on his face when he died. I mean, how many people can say that? So it was nice that at least he seemed at peace with the fact that he maybe did some fucked up things, but he righted some wrongs at the end and maybe ended up, uh, you know, helping some great. people out. So it was and, it was. And that reminds me, Pete, when I die, I want you to come up and no matter what the circumstances, just push my lips up so there's a smile <laughs> on my face. You'll you be say, there probably. Let's I'll put a there. smile yeah. on that face of yours. Would that be a good thing to say at that moment? Yeah, I think so. Um, That was great. Uh, We already talked about the chase a little bit, but I thought there were so many great moments in here from drawing the door with the creation key to drawing a motorcycle, which I was like, that's elaborate. But it's good. She drew helmets. Like the effect of it coming up through the ground was very cool. Um, I mean, I wish they would have taken a little bit more time with that lock on that door because we all knew that wasn't enough to hold Gideon back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was and a we tiny that, lock. Did we see that bar before? I feel like that was kind of a callback to season one, if I remember correctly. I feel like 
there was somebody in there before, so that was sort of a repeat setting. So maybe part of the sequence was revisiting places we've been before in Matheson, kind of. Yeah, I think that was a sort of vibe all across this episode, like really touching on um, the journey that got us here. Um, and uh, I mean, I feel like at this point we can, um, but Gideon loving driving. Oh, like, yeah. Still, like, uh, that when he burst th- through into the garage and Gordy Shaw had that sweet little car. And I was like, just picturing Gideon down the road with the top down, be like, wee. Th- but, that was great. But I also love the fact that, like, he can drive, but also can't drive. Can't like, drive. that they kept yeah. it semi-logical I like there how because- he was yelling at the car to turn. He was like, turn for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tyler's line when they're on the bike where the his delivery on how does he know how to drive made me laugh yeah. out loud. That's great. That and, was I, great. Yeah, and he could drive, but he couldn't turn <laughs> for a good, pretty good portion of it, um, which I thought was great. Um, and uh, how it about... Was- it was a little crazy that, okay, like you couldn't push Gideon with a machine, but mom's strength, Nina can just jack him into a fucking portal well, like nobody's You're business. jumping ahead. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with this car All chase, right. specifically the end of the car chase where the car just straight up explodes. Yeah, Gideon dusts yeah. it off. Like, Which, yeah. great. Love the moment. But I was like, oh, I hope cars don't really well, do that. Well, so what happened is um, Hot Josh wrecks Gideon, um, just Mm -hmm. like like you knew he was going to come in and save the day. Gideon takes Hot Josh's hot car, and of course that car is so hot, it's going to burst right into flames. That's how hot that car is. Josh's hotness extends every which way. Boom. Flame car. The stunt where they drove right by Josh's head while he was laying on the ground. That was great. Like, I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on screen. And yeah, they probably sped it up a little bit, but like super scary. Like you said, the other thing I was a little surprised, though, I don't think there was necessarily room for this, but I was kind of expecting him to do a I'm your great, great, great grandson or just some sort of callback to the familial nature of the two of them. But I agree. I thought at least a reference to like uh, maybe Gideon's I won't kill you grandson or like some kind of thing there uh but instead it's just like a quick little i remember you and then um he's off also very funny this is definitely jumping ahead but at the family breakfast towards the end when everybody's like what's going on josh is like i was assaulted yeah i know it's like not not the time guy (laughs) yeah that's not fun Uh, yeah not a fun fun, they're having a fun family breakfast Well, his car Uh, exploded so i mean he's been through a lot you know he has been through a lot but why don't we jump over to the thing you wanted to talk about pete which is the final showdown in key house because there's so many big moments there and i i love the simplicity of the moves going on here that it wasn't that apocalyptic hawkins gets sucked into the upside down ending that i think i was predicting from the beginning Maybe all the way back to the trailer episode I'd throw out there. Oh, we should talk oh, about wow. the trailer. That was yeah. so long ago. That was yeah, very when I did long that. ago. I don't know when we taped that. But the instead, we had like a relatively small conflict between Gideon, who is at wit's end here, is just like, give me the keys, give me the keys, give me the keys of the locks, yeah. setting up like these very simple moves to take him down, which I actually thought was great. Like, again, that it wasn't this epic apocalyptic thing, but it was this smaller conflict between the two teams. 
I thought was awesome. Well, it was hilarious well, how Gideon shows up and Tyler's like, hey, 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 right here, buddy, right here. Why don't you come this way? And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to fall for your trap. And then Bodhi kind of pulling like an aliens move where he's like yeah. working the big uh, uh, rig, which Bodhi, I mean, this guy is so talented. He can do well, any plan. <laughs> he can make it work. I mean, this well, guy to get a special like, operator's license to run. Yeah, that you machine. have to put in some real hours before you yeah. can operate something like that. 100%. You know? He's a, he'll always have a job on a construction site much larger than Tyler and Carly's piddly yeah, house it. building. He, yeah. He's going to be building skyscrapers in yeah. downtown Matheson, perhaps some sort of chowder hall that this, the town definitely Ooh. needs. Yeah, they can um, make it huge. But what I wanted to say about that, I, I agree with you, Alex. It was sort of a small final battle. And I think I liked that because the keys are for kids. They're, mm-hmm. they're literally built that way and only – does Rendell's sort of machinations get adults involved in the process? So they, you know, they fight Gideon like a kid would by putting a kid in a giant machine to push him. It wasn't even like let's smash him, let's uh, do. It was like let's push him, which is what a kid would do. Like let me push this other kid into this thing that I want him to go through. Like it, I really like that sort of unity of that idea. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. I also loved Gideon's temper tantrum smashing the oh, well house yeah. there, which, again, like a very relatively simple move. But he's like, I'm going to break this so you can't push me through here. Also, that's going to force Tyler out so he doesn't have this hiding place. So but it's just, again, this like blood object absolutely wrecking this thing. And uh, again, I feel like I came into here expecting what we get in the comic book, which is that key house is going to be utterly destroyed. And the fact that it is just the well house, I was okay with. I was all right with that. You know, as we learn, they're going to make a sweet jacuzzi uh, uh, spot for um, for Duncan to come hang, uh, which is nice. I wanted to say like the um, Gideon's dedication. You know, it's a good thing he didn't stay back in the Revolutionary War because they might have won. (laughs) <laughs> the Brits, because he was really he was getting after it yeah, uh, the whole time. Then we move into the house for the actual final battle. I was super tense pretty much from this moment on, at least when it came to the final battle, because this is the point where I was like, this is where I could go legitimately wrong if they didn't totally plan for this being the final season, because Kinsey could get thrown into the portal. She could yeah, be in there and there's a cliffhanger uh, where they have to get her back in some way. I was super, super scared about that. I'm glad just for completion's sake that it didn't end that way. But very tense scene. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I agree. And like I loved uh No, you fucking die. <laughs> it was yeah. like uh great yeah. final line. I love that Kin this was Kinsey's season. And the mm-hmm. fact that she gets to be sort of Season the action of the hero at the end, um, I thought was awesome. Well, I mean, uh, Nina got the real action move. She's the one who shoved him through. I don't know if you've seen an action movie, but the hero is the one that says the line. That says uh, the, you know, she said the line, but she was struggling. And then her mom had to come and like, you know, push the bad guy in. Oh, so you're saying like in the movie Die Hard, the hero of that movie is the cop from Family Matters? Hell yeah. (laughs) Interesting. There's a whole other plot going on in that movie. I don't know if you're... Yeah, but he handles the business at the end. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. 
the people that handle the business. You love the film finance is their most exciting part about filmmaking. I also loved while we're talking about thematically tying things up with the characters, the fact that it is Tyler who is the one who says, no, we got to throw the keys into the portal. We got to get rid of them. He started the season not having his memory wrestling with this and everybody being like, how do we get him back into the fold? And that he is ultimately one that really logically explains to them, no, this needs to end. This magic needs to end. But he doesn't do it out of... Hatred. He doesn't do it out of avoidance. He does it about what is best for the family and best for the world. I thought it was a really nice way of tying up his character arc as well. And I like that they reference um, Gideon's words, Gideon, what Gideon was saying throughout the season, where he's like, look, these keys don't belong here. These are my kin, and you're mm-hmm. using them as toys to, like, really just play is what they were built for, not to, like, do good or they mostly do bad. Um, so I, was, I thought that was cool that that, that was meaningful, and um, Tyler really took that to heart. And they before they dispensed with them, we got to see flashbacks to the keys and how they exactly. used them. Exactly. That little, like, moment. each key got a moment. Each key got, like, a flashback and stuff was nice that they even with the kind of, like, honoring things at the end, like, even the keys got little moments, which was crazy. But technically, right, they could have saved one key. They could have saved the animator key because when he created that portal, he didn't have that key. So, like, it was weird that they needed that key to close it up, though, right? Well, I think the idea was... um the the only he was missing that key to open it wide enough where they could come through. Right. Um, so that key would have to go in to fully close it. Ah, well, I I was kind of like, oh, come on, guys, let's let you know, maybe save. One. I think I think Just for the sake case. of this being the final episode of the show, it, it's okay. <laughs> well, and here, here's I what I thought what was going to happen. I don't think you're wrong, Pete, but it's all right. What I thought was going to happen in that while we're talking, like wishing for more wishes. I thought the last moment was going to be Bodhi had drawn, used the creator key to draw another creator key, thrown one in, and we were going to get one last moment of Bodhi in his room pulling out the the creator key where he could make anything, make more keys. I was was hoping they would at least go one more, you know, go over to the cemetery and say goodbye, you know, use the ghost key one time to be like, yo, thanks for all the help, man. We're throwing these keys. For Chamberlain? Yeah, and being like, yo, thanks, you know. I don't know if you heard, but Sam got fucked up. But, uh, you know, I hope you don't uh, move on. Chamberlain's like, that's fine. (laughs) Just me. I spent so much time talking to that killer kid. I don't know. What's my (laughs) life like? I Uh, I mean, technically, they could open the Omega door and make more keys. No, no. I I think the idea is the Omega door is done. Like, that got sealed up at the end of the last season. So that's not there anymore because Gideon couldn't open it up with his powers. But he was opening up all these other doors. But... The whispering at the end implies there are more keys out there. There's always a possibility. I think you could just interpret it metaphorically as there's still magic left in the world somewhere out there, and that's fine. But there are plenty of other moments to talk about. I'll I'll throw out there. I loved Bodhi in the middle of all this danger still being Bodhi and asking about the keys and loving them and being like, wow, amazing key. (laughs) Well, I think fun. he was like, that's the key I don't, I haven't found the best one where I could draw <laughs> stuff into reality. All he does is draw stuff. That's yeah. right. So I agree. Like th- those moments are really fun. Um, I like they get through the Harlequin chest uh, through magic, as Kinsey says. Yeah. Um, one more. I thought they were going to draw a Harlequin key. I think they were avoiding uh, the idea that you yeah. could draw other keys. Right. Because, because that does they, yeah, exactly. open it up too much. 
but we talked about the Rendell scene. We kind of brushed through it a little bit. My first biggest question about this is, do you think they set the time shift key for a couple of weeks so that they could blip over to Matheson and then road trip across the country back to their original house? Uh, yes, they definitely did that. Uh, they d- went through that journey in the past. I mean, I guess he they could they could have used the anywhere key. They used the anywhere there. key. Yeah, I yeah. figured that out. But at the time, I was like, "How long did this take? Oh yeah. my god!" But yeah, what I assume, a journey. I assume they used the anywhere key and timed it out that way. Versus be like, "Okay, set that for five weeks, and then we'll have five minutes right at the end to talk to your dad." Ugh, with long chat on the road trip. Yeah. Like that. but I thought that was great. I loved the how the scene played out. Bill Heck as Rendell was. So good. And that moment of yeah. realization when his family comes back in, uh, where he's like, oh, shit, I was finally going to get a moment alone. Of yeah. peace, just get on my computer. And then these fuckers are back. Really well played. Um, uh, I also liked the kind of moment where they were like, Bo, do you, what's your deal? Like, what are you holding on to? And he was like, I want one more thing. And I was like, oh, it's his dad. It was yeah. just such a great, fun kind of like reveal of it. And also the fact that dad was like, oh, you guys did what I couldn't. I got a little crazy with the keys. It's, sorry, you got to clean up my mess. And sorry, people died and all the fucked up shit happened. I well, was like, like, I was glad we didn't see it when they broke it to him about Gordy Shaw because <laughs> he would have been like, oh, man. Yeah. Whoops. He's probably who? said whoops a lot over he the course said, of that who? scene. Oh, come yeah. on. Oh, wow. Wow. Bird. Come on. Major come on, Bird. Man. You hate Gordy. You, have to, you <laughs> no, like what happened. I'm Gordy. I got very emotional over the beginning of the episode. Um, I I feel like the moment he sees them enter, he's like, wait, you guys just left. And then you see him yeah. realize, like, this is a key thing. And my this is a different thing happening. Yeah, I, I was, was joking cool. about it, but I really was affected by it. No, you that were moment. speaking like a tired dad uh, exactly. a minute ago. Yes. And now you're like. <laughs> now I'm speaking like a podcaster. Oh, boy. Um, but I, I, one thing I loved about the way they just shot it, sort of an unspoken thing, is uh, the last we see them with Rendell is they're all hugging. And yep. then the time shift key ends and the family's still hugging. Rendell's not there. And I thought that was just such a great metaphor for a family and like a family dealing with a loss. And to be real for a second, one of the reasons why I was crying so much watching the scene is I lost my dad. And that moment when they talked to him, I was like, oh, this hits hard. And it, it, it feels like it speaks to the characters and anyone who's been through that, like, the casual ease with which they could have like a real conversation with him. And that's what you miss about people is like being able to have regular moments with them. And I just thought it was handled super well. And in the midst of like Gideon crazy driving scene and then on into like 10 more like epilogue scenes that came after this, like just, they, they just are masters at TV what they're doing over there. I totally agree. And I mean, on the 10, postscript scenes, it never felt heavy to me at any point. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like they were going to Lord of the Rings length where they're going another hour or anything like that. Instead, it was another 15 to 20 minutes at the end of the episode, you know, and like you got all this tie up with everybody and you got everything finalized and it was really worth it. Like I was mentioning down to the Ellie and Rufus stuff. I loved Rufus's line about uh, Squadron Strange realizing that they're already home. That got me as well. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, Rufus saving the day, being like the whole time, like, Mom, I don't know why you're trying to lie to yourself. You need to be here, and that track team fucking needs you. 
Yeah, and they're gonna up there forty times so much when she's. Oh coaching. my god! Yeah, I mean, do you see that way that tracksuit fit her like a glove? Yeah. She was just rocking that thing. I mean, it was nice to see her in her final form. I also love that they uh, took a moment to unlock each other with the memory key. Uh, yeah. That was something I was like, oh, very smart. Like something I wasn't yeah. thinking of. But like, of course, they need to remember this. This show's about memory. It's about holding on to those things that have happened to you and how they sort of unlock your future. And so, like, great move. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. The, and then we do get the final. Oh, what were you going to say, Pete? I was just going to say the splattering there. Oh, no, go up. You should talk about Scott and Kinsey in particular. Yeah, because well, I know that's you've been a big saying. Kinsey shipper. You were hoping yeah. that Gabe would come back and they get together. Uh, but that would I have been sweet. I'm so, Pete, I'm so sorry you didn't get yeah, that Gabe Kinsey final moment. Stop it. Uh, yeah, so cutting to that movie was great. Uh, love the kind of little clips that we've get, gotten to see along the way that was so much fun. And then the uh, big fan Scott moment. He was like, you did uh, Nathaniel Dirty was awesome. Uh, great. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, if you don't get a proper on-screen death, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then we got a little walk and talk with them and the kind of almost kiss moment. I was like, come on, man. They were, you guys were right well, there. And, and I love that. I love that Kinsey so is magical. like, I don't. She's still because let's remember the, the Kinsey from a couple seasons ago was like riddled with self doubt, like dude, didn't know what was happening. And you see that Kinsey again in that moment where she's like, I can't tell if he likes me or what's going on here. I want to kiss him, but I'm not going to. And then they have the the kiss, and I was like, Well, right, it was really well handled. It would help that she brought up Rochester. She was like, "How does Rochester? Did you go over and like see Kodak or get a garbage plate?" <laughs> no, it's, I think on? that's that's a different Rochester. He's in Rochester, <laughs> England. Like, he's, in, you, he's in Rochester, England. Oh, that Rochester. Very I get it confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Rochester. You grew up with a British, speaking with a British accent, right? Have it's given right. it up for this upstate New York accent. Yeah, yeah. In, what was in that? Rochester, England. <laughs> In Rochester, England, they call it a, a loo plate instead of a garbage plate. <laughs> oh, oh, Wait, Alex, do you gross. go to the bathroom in the garbage? <laughs> yeah, yeah where do you guys go to the bathroom? <laughs> oh my God. It's not. There's a whole room separate for that. I haven't discovered it yet. Got to keep searching, I guess. <laughs> and then they had the fun moment afterwards <laughs> where Duncan did the classic, hey, did we miss anything? Just fun. Just everybody staring at each other, kind of being like, oh, geez. And how do you feel about Tyler? We talked about this a little bit, but how do you feel about Tyler ending up kind of with Carly here at the end and going on a road well, You got to give it a shot. Country. You got to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, it's very brave of Tyler. You know, it was nice to see him pack up his sweet, sweet ride. And uh, to say yeah, goodbye to the to car. Say goodbye to that a little bit. Yeah. So did you yeah. pause and truly say goodbye out loud to that car? You're goddamn right. Wow. Uh, beautiful moment for you, Pete. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny. Like, I, I like Tyler and Carly. I think they're a nice match. She mm-hmm. seems like him in the right way, but also sort of opens him up. Um, I thought it was weird in their call where she was just like randomly camping. <laughs> she was outdoorsy. Like, what are you talking camps? about? They should have just had a, should have had a little scene of her being like, talk to you later, hang up the phone, pulling out an enormous hunting knife, putting <laughs> paint on her face. Yeah. Like, like, Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Bring it out. Well, it just, this it, is how I do breakfast. 
<laughs> yeah, she's a real hardcore survivalist. I mean, I would yeah. I would buy it. I yeah. it, it reminded me just of Gideon in his little camps. I was like, is she? And then I was like, is she just like outside Matheson is going to surprise him again? The whole thing was just felt a little strange. Really, it might honestly have been that. Maybe they filmed that scene on the campsite because they had that available versus setting something up. I don't honestly know. But yes, it was. She built a huge fire for it one person. It was a distracting detail, but I think the idea was that she was She's outdoorsy. Yes, She's exactly. an outdoorsy person. People go camping all the time. What is your deal? Yeah. I, Did how you often see they were camping alone? When we first met them, they were building that house that had no walls. It was just sticks. And that was <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. So you're saying she was like, this house is finished. And everyone's like, uh, Carly, <laughs> no, we so. need walls. That's what I took away from it. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? You can't see <laughs> the sky. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a garbage can and everything. Everything you need. That's, in nice that's all you need. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a honestly, it's good that this podcast is ending because none of the things we're saying makes sense. <laughs> All right, uh, that's probably a good point to wrap up here. Wait, on wait, this is, oh, what, what? I'm Pete, surprised you guys didn't want to talk about this. Medium Josh got the okay from Bodie, he's going to oh, test yeah. ride some cars, and yeah. Bodie's into it. I thought that was great. I was a Another, huge move. That was, was a yeah. huge move. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is they're getting inside cars with him. And as we've previously established on this episode, he's going to blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> too, hot for, too hot to be behind the wheel. Bodie I mean, Bodie this, <laughs> this show has been a journey of hot Josh uh, becoming a hot daddy. And I think it's exciting <laughs> no, that he finally, the end of this series, he becomes a hot daddy. Wow. And we've all become hot daddies out there. Before we wrap up here, as we mentioned, I'll just reiterate this. When Lock and Key, the comic book, comes back, we will for sure boot up another installment of this. But also, as we always plug at the end of the episodes, we have a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. And would love to talk to you about Lock and Key. Please yeah. come out, hang out anytime. We're happy to chat about it. If you want to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow at Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next time, and there will be a next time, keep it locked right here. Just raise one last gin chowder and uh, <laughs> oh, man, suck yeah. it down. You Just really imagine those. We didn't have to do all sorry, the callbacks. White and creamy or uh, stop. <laughs> no. red and You know it's white and creamy. I love a gin <laughs> with chunky potatoes in it. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.